1: WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know. With Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me,
2: 5 o'clock. Good morning. It is Friday, August 11th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sun clouds today, just a beauty on the way. High 85. The weekend's it's okay. Saturday, clouds to start the day. Could see some scattered thunderstorms in the afternoon, the high 84. And then Sunday, it's back to all sunshine, high 87. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 65 clear in Terrytown up in Westchester County, 68 and clear in Barnegat Light down the Jersey Shore. And it is 66 and clear here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. Uh, Yesterday, the station. And sent me the latest ratings for the news hour. And we're now number two in all of New York City. So uh, I was feeling pretty good about that. I mean, I'm up against stations that have a fully staffed, tons of people, reporters out on the street. And you, me, me, I'm the only person who puts this hour together all by myself. And uh, let me just pat myself on the back. And, uh, and I'm happy to do that. I love putting the show together. And uh, so I was kind of feeling good about myself. Then I got a, a I, I was checking my Twitter last night, which By the way, I'm not a real active social media guy, not because I have anything against social media, but like those those platforms like Twitter and stuff like that, I just, I don't know, I find them be a little too angry. I like Instagram, I like the TikTok, that's cool. So I'm checking that out before I go to bed, and I see that I have a message that says something about South Korea. So I open it, and it is from somebody in South Korea who listens to the podcast every day. I was like, it's like kind of cool, and somebody who's never lived here. They just like listening about what's happening in New York, in the U.S., and they kind of like my take, which is fun. And then so then I make the mistake of opening up. There's just a ton of other messages that I've never opened to look at, because I know when you read the good stuff, you eventually get to some of the bad stuff. And there's this guy that I went into this deep hole last night. There's this guy that wrote me. And he just wrote just, I mean, really mean and awful stuff. I I don't mind if you don't like the show. That's fine. But, I mean, this was like personal attacks. It was really incredibly anti-Semitic. I mean, it was unbelievable how bad that was. And I'm not sensitive to that stuff at all. It was bad. So then I was like, who is this guy, you know? And it was easy. I couldn't believe how easy it was to figure out who he was and find him on some other social media platforms. And the thing that's so bizarre about it is people forget when they're sitting at the keyboard that, you know, there is a person behind. And within moments, I realized that it was a guy who lives up in Rockland County, and now I'm looking at pictures of him with his kids, with his grandkids. He looks like he's an okay guy, but meanwhile, he's written the most awful, terrible things you could write to somebody to me, in a personal message, no less. He thought he was hiding behind it on Twitter, but again, I was easily able to figure it out, and I think, I'm not positive about this part, but I think he might even be a council member ...in this one small town. I think it's the same guy. He has one of these names where it's kind of a general name, you know, like a Smith kind of thing. But, uh, oh, man, just very bizarre. All right, let's get into the headlines. The
1: top five at five.
2: Rentals in New York City rise to new heights. The death toll rises again in Hawaii. Neighbors in a condemned Plainfield building want to know when they can go home. A prisoner used towels to escape a Manhattan hospital. More migrant tent cities could be coming to your neighborhood. All right, let's get into it at 5.04. Let's start with that story about the rentals here in Manhattan soaring to another record high in July. Renters forking over an average of $5,588 last month to live in Manhattan. That's a 9% increase from last July. Prices jumped more than 15% in Brooklyn, parts of Queens too, so almost doesn't matter where you go. If you don't own and you're renting, you're paying a whole lot more. Uh, This study done by uh, Douglas Elliman, the uh, brokerage giant.
0: Yeah, the rent here is absolutely crazy. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane.
2: And the rent's too damn high. Not sustainable for this city. Yeah, so lots of renters, uh, partly because the interest rates are so high to buy. So people are opting to rent, hoping maybe those interest rates will come back down. The skyrocketing prices, 30% higher than what landlords charged just in 2019. Now, remember... During the pandemic, they were giving these deals out, uh, you know, get uh, buy two months, get two free. Those are long gone. And even with the fact that there is availability, it's not a matter of that there's not enough apartments on the market. There are. But uh, the issue is, is people aren't as inclined to buy. So those rentals are just uh, skyrocketing. I just
1: got my rental increase yesterday and my rent went up $700. Some have left the city. Some have gone to Jersey. Some have gone to the east side. Some have actually left and gone to Florida.
2: It is kind of surprising that we lost, what, 5.3% of our population in New York during the pandemic. Lots of those people going to Florida. So the thought would be that the rents wouldn't be so high. But New York, still a popular place to live and as some of these workplaces are forcing people to come back to the office those rents will continue to go up
3: i used to live in 49th street
4: literally right here and i had to move out because they raised my my rent like 700 yeah
0: 700 dollars yeah
2: yeah. So you ask, what does $5,388 get you in Manhattan? In most places, it's a one bedroom apartment, which just seems completely insane. Uh, the uh, same real estate uh, group calculated what it would cost you to live in one of these rentals here in Manhattan overall in the course of the month and to live in one of these luxury buildings. Let's say it's one of the higher end ones. It could cost you about $15,000 a month. Everything included which seems like an awful lot of money to be putting out. They're more liable for pushing out all of the
5: locals into either out of New York or onto the streets, unfortunately. So I think that uh, there needs to be more done for housing in New York City.
2: Yeah, so the story here isn't that New York City is expensive. It's always been expensive, but the story is it's more expensive than ever and uh, no end in sight, at least according to this real estate report. WABC News Time 510, let's go out to Hawaii. Have you been watching any? these videos of those wildfires it is so intense thousands of people fleeing those deadly wildfires on the island of maui some people are sleeping in their cars overnight their houses burned to the ground
3: there's nothing firefighters could do it was completely out of control and with that kind of wind there, there's just nothing they could do it spread incredibly rapidly and as i said nobody saw this coming
2: the fires fueled by strong winds from a hurricane passing south of the state entire blocks of homes businesses and this one historic town going up in smoke tourists who were there from across the globe, stranded at airports looking for flights out? The wind has also ignited fires on the Big
3: Island. Back to my house, and we had about 10 minutes to load things in the car before uh, smoke and embers were starting to engulf my house, and we were able to head out of there and quickly. And now everything is just devastated.
2: And some of these business owners who lost businesses that they had had for decades, they slept in the parking lot, hoping to see if there'd be anything left in the morning. We got on our phones to pictures of our house. Uh, just down to the slab. Nothing but smoke. Sanders. Hundreds of families displaced. Uh, this neighbor has been on the island for over 18 years. We just
4: have the worst disaster I've ever seen. All line is burnt, too crisp and it's uh, like an apocalypse.
2: And we'd heard about those people who ran into the ocean to save their lives from the smoke and fire. There's now video of that up there. Boy, is that intense to watch. Hospitals report being overrun with burn and smoke and inhalation, smoke inhalation uh, victims. The death toll we are getting now, and it has risen uh, every couple hours or so, but now saying 53 have died. This is um, residents there begging for help as they're t- was destroyed. Self-service went down, so people are having a hard time getting in touch with 911 and loved ones. We've
4: been pulling people out since last night, trying to save people's lives. And I feel like we're not getting the help we need. You know? Oh, my God.
2: President Biden approving a major disaster declaration, which sends federal money for the state. But really now it's just trying to figure out where everybody is. Uh, They think they may find more bodies too. this is a
4: nationwide issue at this point. Yeah, we need help. A lot of help. We got to get people down here. If you guys walk down the street, you see it's completely burnt. And we just if I saw somebody, I helped them. I felt like these guys wasn't going to get help. Because I've seen so much people walking, and that's what we do in Lahaina. We don't leave people behind, you know? That's just how we roll.
2: Hawaii's Lieutenant Governor Sylvia Luke says the hardest-hit area in the Maui Fire, recovery there will take probably years until it's back to what it once was. The
5: whole town was devastated. The whole town was decimated. We're still trying to assess the amount of damage.
2: She's talking about the town of Lahaina.
5: These were small businesses that invested in Maui. These were local residents. And, uh, you know, we need to figure out a way to help a lot of people in the next several years. And so many
2: of those travelers and tourists, I mean, these are really tourist meccas that rely on tourists for their well-being. Uh, come from the tri-state area, right? It's such a popular place to go on a honeymoon, summer vacation, really any time of year. But now those travelers being told stay away, it's going to be a while. Now uh, AAA is telling you you should go back to your travel agent, to the airlines, to the hotels, and try to figure out how to get some of that money back. Contact
0: either your travel agent or their hotel where they're staying and see the impact. Possibly consider thinking about Changing to another island to visit?
2: Yeah, so, uh, so that's the case today. So, being told to stay away from Maui, I don't know how you'll be able to necessarily collect from some of these private uh, Airbnbs and hotels, which so many people now use because uh, they're not there anymore and they're s- small-time owners. Uh, but Triple A says uh, definitely go and see if the airline will do something to change around those tickets.
0: Not showing up for your airline flight often results in you losing all uh, value of that air ticket.
2: Yeah, just awful out of Hawaii. Surf on over, though, to wabcradio.com where you can see some of these images. But more importantly, we're going to add some links during the course of the day where you can help out people who were hurt by these fires in Hawaii. All right, 5.15 now. Let's head over to the 77WABC Sports Desk. Happy Friday. Good morning, Justin. Ellick. Happy
0: Friday. Good morning to you, Noam. Not a very, uh, very um, eventful day yesterday. No baseball to get to. But you do have stuff to look forward to uh, tonight and looking forward to this weekend as well. the Hall of Fame game from last week. The NFL kicked off its preseason slate last night with two games. The Texans beat the Patriots 20-9 to in our first look at quarterback C.J. Sherroud. Or Stroud, I should say, in a Houston uniform before the Seahawks bested the Vikings by a score of 24 to 13 to wrap up the night's action. Locally, the Giants will open their preseason schedule in Detroit against the Lions. That kickoff is set for tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Jets fans will have to wait until tomorrow to get another look at Game Green. They're set to get underway in Carolina against the Panthers at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. And now a look at the world of baseball, where, again, indeed, the Mets and the Yankees both were off yesterday. They'll both be back at it tonight with the Yankees in Miami uh, for a 6.40 p.m. first pitch in the first of three against the Marlins. Uh, the Yanks have yet to name a starter So going against Miami's Jesus Lozardo. As for the Mets, they're getting set to welcome in the NL East division rival in first place, Atlanta Braves for a four-game set. First pitch for game one is tonight at 7.10 p.m. with the Mets sending Tyler McGill out against Atlanta's Charlie Morton. Don't
2: forget about the Fairy Hawks are hosting the Savannah Bananas no, tonight out really? on Staten Island. That's yeah, a,
3: that's a big deal.
2: I'm going to load up the car and take the kids to this game.
0: I don't know if there's any tickets left, but you can go online and see. I'm, it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they sold out the Savannah Bananas. Man, I, they sell out all across the country. I mean, wherever they go, they are one of the biggest attractions, really, in the world of baseball. They are the Harlem Globetrotters of yeah, baseball. They they play
2: a real baseball game. But one of the fun things is if a fan catches a foul ball, yeah. it's an out. I
0: saw it's one of the. Three weeks ago, a fan made a final made the final out in the game. Oh, that's great! And the guy hit a line drive down the line. The guy catches it, and the whole team goes up, mobs him. They carry him off the field. <laughs> it, was, it was electric. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable.
2: I'm excited to see the tape. That'll I've never great. seen it before tonight. Oh, so that'll be awesome. That's, no.
0: that's a great uh, a great family events, so you should have fun. These people are sick. They are sick. <laughs> they <laughs> are. They yeah. really are. Get them in the big leagues. What are we doing here?
1: <laughs>
2: Back to you, Nome, that's sports. WABC News Time 519. The U.S. striking a deal with Iran to release five Americans imprisoned in that nation. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby says a delegation from Switzerland helped in these negotiations. The
5: Swiss representative did have an opportunity to meet with all of them once they got out of the prison, see them physically, talk to them, and that That's how we know that uh, they're out and uh, that they're generally okay.
2: So here's the deal the American detainees will eventually be allowed to leave Iran in exchange for several jailed Iranians and access to about $6 billion in Iranian assets that have been blocked under U.S. sanctions. The first step. in the agreement involves Iran releasing the Iranian-American dual citizens into house arrest, which has happened. The Americans have been imprisoned on these unsubstantiated charges of spying. You can
5: understand why well, we wouldn't want to go into too much detail here uh, until we can get them secured. And by that, I mean home with their families where they belong.
2: Kirby says the deal does not contain certain things.
5: There's not going to be ransom paid out of taxpayer dollars to Iran. There's not going to be sanctions relief. And we're going to continue to put the pressure on Iran for all their destabilizing activities and behaviors as we always have.
2: Iran acknowledged the deal involves about 6 to $7 billion that were frozen uh, as a result of those sanctions. This is money that is in foreign banks that is Iran's already, and they haven't been able to get to. Now, apparently, they'll be able to get to that money if this deal fully goes through. 520, while we're overseas, President Biden calling on Congress for $24 billion more for Ukraine.
3: But some congressional Republicans have been hesitant about putting any more money toward Ukraine's efforts as the war continues with no signs of stopping soon. The Republicans say more oversight is needed to see exactly where the $45 billion already sent to Ukraine went. A CNN poll released last week found 55% of Americans believed Congress should not authorize additional funding. I'm Brian Shook. All right,
2: let's bring it back home. Go down to Florida. A not guilty plea entered on behalf of former President Trump in a Florida
6: courtroom yesterday.
7: The hearing was for new charges in connection to the classified documents case at Mar-a-Lago. Trump's attorneys notified the judge in the case that he was waiving his right to appear. His valet Walt Nauta appeared before a magistrate judge today to plead not guilty to conspiring with the former president to obstruct the investigation, but the Mar-a-Lago property manager still has not entered a plea. Carlos De Oliveira was at the federal courthouse, but he was granted more time to find a Florida-based attorney. De Oliveira was indicted last month on charges that he was scheming to delete surveillance video at the Palm Beach estate. He's been ordered back in court August 15th. I'm Joel Malkin,
2: WABC. News- News time 521. Let's go out to the 2024 campaign trail. Donald Trump going hard after Joe Biden yesterday.
6: And we have a man who's grossly incompetent as our president, and he has no idea. You take a look at what's happened to us worldwide. Uh, Saudi Arabia has left us essentially uh, Iran is a disaster Iran is a we would have had Iran It, it was going to be very good for everybody There would have been no, no nuclear weapons But China's trying to take over the world And they're doing it They're in Cuba now they're taking over essentially quietly militarily. They're taking
2: over Cuba. But Donald Trump uh, not saying whether he'll take part in that August 23rd, the f- 23rd, the first GOP debate of the season in Milwaukee. Part of it is you have to take a pledge to take part in this debate that says you'll endorse whoever wins the primary season. And uh, the former president not willing to do that. I, mean,
4: I have a problem
6: with the debate for another reason. I wouldn't sign the pledge. Why would I sign a pledge of people on there that I wouldn't have? I wouldn't have certain people as you know somebody that I'd endorse so they want you to sign a pledge but I can name three or four people that I wouldn't Support for president. So, right there, there's a problem, okay? Right there, there's a problem. And maybe
2: one of those people is his former vice president, Mike Pence, who says that he'll restore civility to the White House if he's elected president. He was out on the campaign trail yesterday, Des Moines, Iowa, taking to what's called the soapbox at the Iowa State Fair.
3: I believe we need leadership leadership that will stay grounded on the timeless conservative principles that have always made this country great and have led our movement to victories over the last 50 years.
2: And the former vice president again criticizing former President Donald Trump's request for him to overturn the 2020 presidential election. I
3: mean, look, there's almost no idea more on American than the notion that any one person could pick the American president. I mean, the American presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone.
2: This is a big weekend in Iowa. All the presidential candidates will be there on the Republican side. Pence went on to defend his position on U.S. support of Ukraine and their war against Russia. I've met
3: Vladimir Putin. Anybody that thinks Vladimir Putin is going to stop if he overruns Ukraine has got another thing coming.
2: Iowa's Governor Kim Reynolds, she does this thing called Fireside Chats at the Iowa Fair, where she invites all the Republican presidential candidates to come in and meet with her. Donald Trump, the only one who's not going to. Yesterday it was Larry Elder, the conservative talk show host who was here, actually on with Sid Rosenberg a couple weeks uh, back, maybe it's a month ago. The epidemic
6: of fatherlessness, the lie that America remains systemically racist, dividing the country and getting people killed, the need for school choice, the need for an amendment to fix spending to a certain percentage of the GDP, get rid of these soft on crime George Soros back DAs. Oh he's talking fast there isn't he
2: Elder says the uh, biggest domestic issue facing the U.S. right now is fatherlessness. Is that is that a word?
6: 40% of American kids now enter the world without a father in the home married to the mother. 70% of black kids up from 25% back in 1965. In fact 25% of white kids now do.
2: And then yesterday you had Chris Christie of course the former New Jersey governor now GOP presidential candidate challenging Donald Trump to come to the debate on August 23rd. He's still upset that the former president was calling him out for eating too much. It's not right
1: to be calling people names. Come on now. Even though he's he's a little big.
2: This is, uh, yesterday he, uh, then again said, had put out his challenge. He said, Hey, if you want to call me fat, do that to my face at the debate. In New Jersey, people responding to this, uh, uh this whole little back and forth between the former president and Chris Christie. It's
1: not right to be calling people names. Come on now. Even though he, he's a little big.
3: Not a lot of dignity there, right? Doesn't look good for the candidates, right? Wrestle it out. Let him just wrestle.
6: I'd see, like to see bolted them in singlets. That would be great. <laughs> that would be interesting. Oh, well, that's Trump
1: nature. I mean... You poke the bear cage, he's going to react. At- so let's stop playing games. They're just like, you know, kids from school, bullying each other.
0: There's no respect anymore. We've lost respect.
2: WABC News Time 526. Mortgage rates are up for a third week in a row to just under 7%. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage averaged 6.9% this week. Compare that to a year ago when it was just over 4.2%. Freddie Mac's chief economist says the steadily high rates will prolong affordability challenges longer than expected. What do the markets say? The markets closed slightly higher. Yesterday, July's consumer price index rose by 3.2% on a yearly basis. That was against expectations of 3.3%. At the closing bell, the Dow gained 52 points. S&P 500 rose by one point. The Nasdaq gained 15 points.
6: Rudy Giuliani here. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When I first received a responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans at first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around them more independently. Through our veteran homelessness program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 500 in 2022 and more than 1,500 in 2023 because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. We have to get
1: ready because Cindy Adams is here.
6: Cindy Adams is on the town.
1: On this radio station, WABC. To the incredibly charming, unbelievably brilliant. Plus,
5: the hills are alive with the sound of visitors chatting to Siri.
1: Only in New York, kids. Only in New York. Cindy Adams is on. The Cindy Adams Show, Sunday afternoon at 1 on 77 WABC. And now, it's time for Joe Piscopo's Sinatra Stories on Music Radio 77 WABC. I remember distinctly Mr. Sinatra inviting me out to Los Angeles to perform on a show called Solid Gold, hosted by Dion Warwick. So I went out there, and he wanted me to be him. Dressed like Frank Sinatra, perform like Frank Sinatra too. Frank Sinatra. So I got there. I was so nervous. And I saw the dressing room door. It said, Frank Sinatra. So I knocked on the door carefully, and the makeup person opened the door, and there was Mr. Sinatra sitting back in the makeup chair. Leg was out. He had his boots on, members only jacket, very cool. Elbow on the armchair, you know, and looked at me, jumped up, jumped up, shook my hand and went, hey, Joe, baby, how are you? I, I, I Speechless, greatest talent in the world, one of the great guys of the world, Frank Sinatra. Here's my new discovery, Joe Piscopo. Keep listening for more Sinatra stories. Talk radio 77 (laughs) WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC.
2: Yep, that's me,
1: 532.
2: Good morning. It is Friday. Thank God. August 11th, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sun clouds today. Just a beauty. High 85, mixed bag for the weekend. Saturday clouds to start the day, scattered thunderstorms possible in the afternoon, high 84. And then Sunday we go back to sunshine, high 87. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 65 clear in Terrytown. that's up in Westchester County. 68 and clear in Barnegat Light down the Jersey Shore. And it is 66 and foggy here in Midtown. We'll start this half hour over in Plainfield, New Jersey, where those tenants thrown out of their buildings. Building because the building was condemned, now lots of people want to know when will they be able to move back in? What will happen to the landlords? Will they get their rent back—the August rent they just paid? Uh, City Councilman Richard Wyatt in Plainfield says uh, there's about 80 families that are out of their homes, and he says he's the city's trying to do everything they can to help them out.
3: It's so over 80 kids that's in the
6: school district there. Yeah, so we just want to make sure that you know that we take care of the children and make sure that they
4: have you know. Meals. Yes, yeah,
2: so yesterday they were there handing out meals, uh breakfast, lunch, and dinner to these families. Some of the families able to go back into their apartments to grab what they could. The reason this building was condemned, boy, it's ugly inside. Holes in the ceilings, holes in the floors, open sewer pipes. I mean, just beyond nasty. The uh, angered families, and you can imagine how angry they are with no place to live. They're being told they can live in the shelter. Some of them have been given a couple days in a hotel, but many trying to figure out what is next for them. For
5: them, it's going to be more traumatic. For us, we're adults, we can handle it.
2: A contractor crew arrived yesterday. Yesterday to begin a work on the apartment building, they wouldn't say how long they'll be there. They wouldn't even tell us who they were.
6: They do have a shelter set up, but they were worried about their belongings. Um, so they wanted to stay here. But today we're trying to put a system in place to make sure that everybody can move safely to the shelter.
2: That's a Plainfield Councilman Richard Wyatt, who was out there himself handing out these meals yesterday. The
6: administration they reached out to the school district. Um, Anae Wyatt, she's the board president. She called and said, let's make it happen. They're doing three meals a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They'll have a hot lunch and a hot dinner as well.
2: Of course, lots of questions. How did it get so bad? How are these people forced to pay rent, being and living in such squalor in these apartment buildings? And these people say, "Look, I don't have the money to put the payment down for another rent on another apartment, unless maybe you give me back August rent." Uh, tried to get in touch with the landlord to see if they would do that. Did not get any response. There was workers there yesterday who were looking over the building, trying to figure out how they can make quick fixes. Oh. It's
5: very helpful that they come over here and they bring us this help and that they, we, they tell us the resources that they have for us.
2: There was a bit of chaos uh, Wednesday night when the landlord did show up. It got so bad that he needed a police escort to get back to his car. 535. Uh, Let's bring it back here into the city. Family, friends paying their final respects today to NYPD officer Alexis Martinez, who was shot and killed by his own dad last week. The off-duty officer killed in his father's Bronx apartment in this apparent murder-suicide. The father then turning the gun on himself last night at his wake colleagues, fellow cops paying their respects to Alexis. It was a
3: smile. The moment he walked in, I was like, oh, here he is, the guy with a nice smile. We went through COVID. We had riots. And yet he was still in it. You know, he was all about his community. And I think that he had great mentors and that's what he wanted to give back.
2: So tragic, just 26 years old, considered a rising star in the NYPD. Officer Martinez was just five years in, but he had already passed the sergeant's test, was working towards a detective shield in the Bronx Narcotics Unit. Commissioner Caban, he stopped by yesterday at this wake to honor the police officer as well. He's just a
4: kid from the neighborhood, you know? Young officer, joined the NYPD baseball team, played baseball, beloved by all his fellow officers, gave back so much work so hard, and now...
2: Yeah, Yeah, just a tragic story. His funeral is set for later this morning. WABC News Time 539. Everybody loves a good prisoner escape story. And this is one from Manhattan that happened on Wednesday. A prisoner created a makeshift rope to escape a hospital building in Gramercy Park. He's still missing. It's 44-year-old Yen Chun Chen. Uh, He was complaining that he was having heart issues, so police took him to Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital. This was uh, last Friday because of the cardiac issue. On Wednesday afternoon, he apparently decided to make this escape, so he asked the nurses there for a bunch of towels because he says he was going to go take a shower. He then proceeds to take those towels and tie them together and make sort of like a rope that lowers them to a lower level and, uh, sure enough, he goes down those towels and he jumps to this, uh, rooftop area that where there's an air conditioner. He was on the fifth floor. I think it was about two floors that he went down. Then he was able to get down to the street and hail a cab, which is kind of amazing in itself. Uh, doctors at the hospital, of course, shocked to see that this guy was able to get away. It's
3: kind of scary when, um, I, when I heard about, uh, <laughs> Uh, of having a prisoner escape through the window and everything. So I was just kind of like shocked that that happened.
2: Imagine how shocked the officers who were supposed to be watching him were when they realized that he was no longer there. So he took those towels, jumps to this uh unit, uh, the second floor where the air conditioning is, then takes a ladder down to the street. That's where he's able to hail a cab. He paid for it. We don't know. Maybe he did not. He had just been arrested for criminal possession of a controlled substance last week. Uh, you would think he'd be relatively easy to find because he's 6'3". 250 pounds. They say there's tattoos all over his left arm and hand, but as of 541 this morning, they have not found him. Twitch star Kai Sanat speaking out for the first time yesterday about that massive riot in Union Square. It was uh, seven days ago today. He was there in Union Square to pass out 350 free PlayStations, but uh, this turned into a much larger crowd than no doubt he expected. Thousands of people showed up. They ended up doing battle with cops who tried to disperse the crowd. Yesterday, Kaisenat said, hey, I don't like that. I don't, uh, I condemn it. And uh, this is not what I had hoped for when I came to do this giveaway. And
4: I want people to know that I had good intentions for this whole thing. Not only that, but I don't condone any of the things that went on that day. None of that is cool. I'm
2: yeah, he's one of those people you can sort of listen to for a while. The 21-year-old streamer was arrested, charged with inciting a riot on lawful assembly related to the charges of these thousands of online fans who took over the park and became violent uh when they realized that these PlayStations were not going to be given away. Kai Sanat says um this is not good and those people should be punished.
4: I am beyond, bro, disappointed. <laughs> beyond, bro, beyond disappointed in anybody <laughs> who became destructive that day, bro.
2: Now, Kai, if you're not familiar with Kai Sanat, he is one of the bigger, um, people on Twitch, which is a gaming, uh, platform. Uh, he does this thing called chat, essentially, where he just talks about things that are going on. I mean, it's not political. It's just he has friends over sitting on the couch. He started in the Bronx uh, talking about uh, the cockroaches and mice in his apartment. He had very few viewers then. And then for whatever reason, he exploded. Now he has millions of followers. Some 90,000 of them pay ninety-nine a month to have access to him, which means just to chat with them online. So he's a wealthy guy. He'll be back in court here in Manhattan to answer those charges later this month of unlawful assembly and inciting a riot. Meanwhile, 65 people who were there last Friday arrested. Police still looking for some other teens who destroyed cop cars. So far, they haven't caught up with them. 543, while we're in the city, White House officials meeting with Mayor Adams yesterday to find ways to collaborate on the response to this ongoing migrant mess here in the city. Uh, members of New York's congressional delegation yesterday touring the Roosevelt Hotel. That's the immigrant, the migrant intake center here in Manhattan, where dozens of people had to sleep outside because the shelter was full. Here's what they had to say. This
0: families." left their countries with their entire families, many of them facing persecution, violence in their own country. They're so grateful to have warm food. They have the cafeteria open, so they have hot meals, they have water, they have health care.
2: Preparations underway to house the families coming from the U.S.-Mexico border on Randall's Island now at the Creedmoor Psychiatric Facility in Queens. Uh, They're looking at places on Staten Island as well. Lawmakers here in the city continue to work with the migrants to try to get them permits so they're able to find jobs so they're off the city's doll.
0: We provide temporary protection status to these families who are here and want to work. We will then facilitate the transfer of these families that are here so to f- other sites.
2: 53,000 of these migrants are in the city's care. The might be a little less, a little more today, but around that number... And you get a sense of how much this really costs. The city says it costs them $383 per family per night to house these migrants and give them meals. So 50,000, 57,000 of them, 383 per night. That works out to about $4 billion a year, which is why the mayor this week came up with a $12 billion number in what he says it will cost the city overall to take care of these migrants. All right, 5.45 now. Let's head over to the
0: 77WABC Sports Desk, and here's Justin Ella. Thank you, Noam Layden. Sends the Hall of Fame game from last week. The NFL kicked off its preseason slate last night with two games. The Texans beat the Patriots 20-9 to and our first look at quarterback C.J. Stroud in a Houston uniform before the Seahawks bested the Vikings by a score of 24-13 to to wrap up the night's action locally, the Giants will open their preseason schedule in Detroit against the Lions. That kickoff is set for tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Jets fans will have to wait until tomorrow to get another look at game green. They're set to get underway in Carolina against the Panthers at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Now look at the world of baseball where both the Mets and Yankees were off yesterday. They'll both be back at it tonight with the Yankees in Miami for a 6.40 p.m. first pitch on the first of three against the Marlins. The Yanks have yet to name a starter to go against Miami's Jesus Lazardo. As for the Mets, they're getting set to welcome in the NL East division rival and first place Atlanta Braves for a four game set. First pitch for Game One is tonight at seven ten PM. With the Mets sending Tyler McGill out there against Atlanta's Charlie Morton, and uh, Noam Layden will be in attendance for the uh, Staten Island Ferry Hawks versus the Savannah Bananas. I can't wait. What time's that first pitch? I think know? it's seven. Okay. Well, you better get there a little bit early. That place is going to pack up quick. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I- uh, 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 you know th- the way they work. If it's a tie, you know they each you have to win each inning. It's yeah. it's really interesting. That's the way a point, it's a point system. Yeah, I almost feel like Major League Baseball should adopt this. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, slow your roll. Settle you, down. You right. get a point for each inning, and yeah. at the end, if it's a tie, then they have a home run derby to see right. which team wins. So right. there, there are a, very, a lot of
0: quirky rules. There's, yes. a, there's a man who runs around on stilts. Oh, I didn't game. know that. Yeah, he, they call he's he's like the. He's the tallest baseball player they call him like the tallest baseball player in the world or something. Wow, okay. This he runs around and he plays the entire game on a pair of stilts. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Yeah. So That's there you go. Wait
1: a damn second here.
0: There, yeah, exactly. Wait a damn nobody really understands it until you see it. So right. you'll be you'll get that experience tonight. It'll be good. All right, no. Have fun. Thank you very much, Justin
7: Ug. Five forty seven now, traffic transit on the sevens. Here's Joe Nolan. Well, we've got ourselves a couple of pretty major problems out here from the Ray Katina Porsche traffic test. First of all, Cross Bronx Expressway is a mess. We have a 10 to 15, maybe a 20-minute delay now inbound. George Washington Bridge to the upper level. Then you're bumper-to-bumper bumper across over to the New York side. And again, because of all of these problems... Basically, it ends at Third Avenue with a tractor trailer fire uh, that is there. But along the way, there are two other accidents, one at Jerome and one at Webster. So if you're coming inbound, George Washington Bridge, 20 minute delay into the toll, and then you're bumper to bumper all the way over to Third Avenue. Where the big problem is where you have this tractor trailer fire, which is still being worked on. At one point, all lanes were closed. They'll probably get that left lane open, I would imagine, uh, fairly shortly. Now, if you're heading inbound elsewhere, not that big of a deal, at least not right now at the Lincoln and Holland Tunnels. bothers seem to be pretty good. Right at the top of the canal, inbound on the Gowanus BQE, you're slow right up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Inbound on the Long Island Expressway, a little slow out by the Cross Island. Then the usual delays coming into the area of Queens Boulevard. We're also looking at a fairly decent day on the Belt Parkway. In fact, it's wide open on the Belt Parkway. Same thing on the eastbound side of the Staten Island Expressway. Once you get onto the Verizon, though, you're a little slow. No problems up and down the west. Sure, yesterday we had a couple of problems there. So far, so good this morning. 78, 82, 82, 280, 87, all that in New Jersey. Good. At New Jersey Transit Trains now, there is no service on the North Jersey coastline between Long Branch and Railway. There's a down tree in Middletown that took down some of the wires. They are cross-honoring now. We finally heard this on New Jersey Transit buses. So that's good news. An alternate side of the street parking rules are in effect. This traffic report sponsored by Ray Katina, Porsche, and Edison. Experience the unmistakable luxury of the 2023 Porsche Macan least for 949 a month for 39 months Ray Katina Porsche in Edison 949 do at signing qualified buyers tax licensing registration fees extra details Ray I'm Joe Nolan with traffic talk radio 77 WABC all right let's catch you up on the big stories of the
2: morning most of the nation the eyes fixed on Hawaii we're now Fifty-six people have died in those wildfires on the island of Maui. Lahaina, the uh, tourist district, has been decimated. Uh, so many people from the tri-state know that area well. They vacationed there. Uh, people who live there say they waited through the night to see what might be left of their businesses
3: at their homes. And there was nothing firefighters could do. It was completely out of control. And with that kind of wind, there, there's just nothing they could do. It spread incredibly rapidly and as I said, nobody saw this coming.
2: The fires fueled by strong winds from a hurricane that was passing south of the state. Entire blocks of homes, businesses in the Historic District going up in smoke. Tourists from across the globe stranded at airports looking for flights
3: out. I got back to my house, and we had about 10 minutes to load things in the car before uh, smoke and embers were starting to engulf my house, and we were able to head out of there and Quickly, And now everything is just devastated. And there's
2: wild video today of some of those people who ran into the ocean to escape the flames. Others are sleeping in parking lots, their houses no more. We got on our phones to pictures of our house, uh, just down to the slab. Nothing but smoke. cinders. Crews uh, spent the day yesterday getting a handle on these wildfires, trying to do everything they could to put them out. We just
4: had the worst disaster i've ever seen all line is burnt too crisp
2: and it's uh it's like an apocalypse and lots of videos even on TikTok and some of the other social media platforms yesterday of residents just begging for help because a uh, cell service was down there just trying to figure out how they could get a message to anybody out there who might be able to help them
4: we've been pulling people out since last night trying to save people's lives And I feel like we're not getting the help we need. You know? Oh, my God.
2: President Biden approving a major disaster declaration which will send federal money to the state. But for now, it's just a matter of saving people, finding where people are. That death toll has already risen a lot just since yesterday, 56 today. This is
4: a nationwide issue at this point. Yeah? We need help. A lot of help. We got to get people down here. If you guys walk down the street, you see it's completely burnt. And we just... If I saw somebody, I helped them. I felt like these guys wasn't going to get help because i seen so much people walking. And that's what we do in Lahaina. We don't leave people behind. You know, that's just how we roll.
2: Hawaii's Lieutenant Governor Sylvia Luke says the uh, hardest area, hit area in the Maui fire will take years to rebuild because it's just gone. The
5: whole town was devastated. The whole town was decimated. We're still trying to assess the amount of damage. These were small businesses that invested in Maui. These were local residents. And, uh, you know, we need to figure out a way to help a lot of people in the next several years.
2: And if you want to help, uh, we're going to put the link. It's up to this morning, wabcradio.com, if you want to help out some of those people who are going some seriously tough times in Hawaii. We'll bring it back home. The Manhattan rents have soared to another record high in July. Renters forking over, ready for this, an average of $5,588 last month to live in the borough. A 93 increase from last July, and prices jumped more than 15% in places like Brooklyn, parts of Queens, too. Renters definitely have noticed. Some of them say they've been pushed out of their apartments. Yeah,
0: the rent here is absolutely crazy. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane.
2: And the rent's too damn high. Not sustainable for this city. The skyrocketing price is 30% higher than what landlords charged just back in 2019. You remember during the pandemic, they were giving away months for free. You know, buy 10, get two months free. No more. That's gone. Rent's gone sky high again. I
1: just got my rental increase yesterday, and my rent went up $700. Some have left the city. Some have gone to Jersey. Some have gone to the east side. Some have actually left and gone to Florida.
2: Yeah, so why all of a sudden? Well, some of it is the interest rates have gone uh, high enough that people say they're going to try to wait it out before they buy something rent in the meantime.
0: I used to live in 49th Street, literally right here. Uh-huh. And I had to move out because they raised my my rent like 700
2: Yeah. $700. Yeah, Yeah, we've been hearing that story over and over again over the last couple months. The U.S. striking a deal with Iran to release five Americans imprisoned in that nation. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says a delegation from Switzerland helped in the negotiations. The
5: Swiss representative did have an opportunity to meet with all of them once they got out of the prison, uh, see them physically, talk to them, and that's how we know that uh, they're out and uh, that they're generally okay.
2: The American detainees will eventually be allowed to leave in Iran. Uh, leave Iran, rather, in exchange for several jailed Iranians and access to about $6 billion in Iranian assets that are blocked under U.S. sanctions. The first step in the agreement involves Iran releasing the Iranian-American dual citizens into house arrest, which they've done. The Americans had been imprisoned on unsubstantiated charges of spying. You
5: can understand why we wouldn't want to go into too much detail here uh, until we can get them secured, and by that I mean home, with their families where they belong.
2: So, Access to that uh, those assets is part of the deal. Uh, the trading of prisoners is part of the deal. But Kirby says there are things that are not in this deal. There's
5: not going to be ransom paid out of taxpayer dollars to Iran. There's not going to be sanctions relief. And we're going to continue to put the pressure on Iran for all their destabilizing activities and behaviors as we always have.
2: Yeah, so 6 to $7 billion the Iranians will have access to money that's been tied up in banks and other places overseas. Let's bring it back here to New York. Suffolk County detectives say speed could have been a factor in this crazy boat crash that left one man dead, another injured. The two friends were on a fishing trip yesterday when their powerboat ran aground and actually slammed into the deck of a home. It was on this remote island in the Great South
3: Bay the boat yeah. must have gone airborne at some point. These are not common crashes. It's not a common occurrence.
2: Um, so the visual is striking. So first responders say Christopher Cannella remembers hitting something and then losing consciousness before calling police. He said it could have been hours. He's not sure. He was able to find a phone. He wasn't sure even if it was his and call police. And it took a while till they could figure out where he was because it was this remote island.
0: He just says he remembers... Um, hitting something and that and that was it and he said he he was uh he lost consciousness for a little bit
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, investigators will continue to figure out what caused that crash. And on a much lighter note, we'll go down to Florida with this last story. There are too many peacocks in one Florida city, and they're damaging property in addition to being loud. So in an effort to control the overpopulation, Pinecrest, which is south of Miami, has hired a veterinarian to perform peacock vasectomies. Okay.
3: And then the advantage of this is we're leaving the testicles. So the bird retains its dominance and he keeps his girlfriends, but they all will lay infertile eggs. And a male peacock can have anywhere from 6 to 10 or 12 females in okay. his harem.
2: Yeah, the snipping procedure apparently pretty simple. It just takes about three minutes and they say they think this
3: will help. They poop on sidewalks and driveways and people have complained about slipping and falling because of that. And then the noise, they're extremely vocal in the morning and in the evening.
2: Yeah, so the village is budgeted about 7500 dollars a month to implement this plan. Ouch.